Prayer is conversation with God. It's listening listening to Him and speaking to Him. It's above all raising your heart and your mind to God. It's turning to Him. It's the only way to enter into a deep relationship with God. Man has certain basic needs. Everyone must breathe. Everyone must be nourished and kept dry and moderately warm. Man must work. Rest and experience love. Everyone needs to be loved and needs to love. And everyone needs to pray, which is the greatest love, to enter into the love of God, to experience, everyone needs to experience the love of God. Everyone needs to feel God and to express his feelings to God. Jesus Christ, because he is God's eternal son, and because he is a man, by his incarnation, he had the right to pray, because he was God's son, and he had the need to pray while on the earth because he became man even in heaven he prays the life of God is conversation with God the Father with the Son and with the Holy Spirit eternally generous with each other Christ in his human condition therefore needed to pray in order to nourish his human soul, just as he had to eat and sleep in order to nurture his human body. And so we have in this gospel from the 11th chapter of St. Luke, it begins, Jesus Christ was in a certain place praying. And the gospels tell us that as he was in the habit of doing, many times it says, he went to a remote place to pray with his apostles or alone. He went alone to pray through the night. And the scriptures say, the gospel says, as he was in the habit of doing. Our Lord was bold to pray. He was quick to pray. He always prayed. He prayed in the temple as a, as a child and at home with his family. He prayed every day by himself also and regularly with the community in the synagogue as he was growing up. And as a young man, we see him in the synagogue reading the scriptures, the sacred scriptures. As a regular layman, 
who was in the habit of fulfilling the precept of the Sabbath worship. He worshiped God in prayer with the faithful. And later in his public ministry, he often spent time alone with the Father in prayer. By his life of constant prayer, the Lord brought the love of the Father to the world. By his example of prayer, the Lord showed his disciples the importance of the daily and constant divine interview of prayer. And so they asked him to teach them how to pray. They saw him pray. They saw that he needed to pray. They learned from him the need to pray. And so they asked him, teach us to pray. And when they asked him, he told them, the Pater Noster, the Our Father. The Lord taught the disciples very important lessons about prayer. He taught them that prayer must be regular, constant, every day, and that it must be bold, God wants you to be confident in prayer, confident that he will hear you and take care of your needs. By his faithfulness to his daily personal prayer, the disciples learned from Christ the reality of the Father's personal presence in the life of his faithful ones, that God is here. They learn that the Father is really listening and is really concerned with all the needs of his children. As we say when we go to pray in adoration, in our daily meditation, we say, My, we express this confidence of the, that the apostles acquired from Christ, that God is here and he sees you and he hears you. There's a prayer for adoration which I pray every time before I start. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I beg you pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. The apostles knew that God is here and he sees you and he hears you. Tell him. Come to pray to God in the body and blood of Jesus Christ, in the, especially in the Adoration Chapel, every day, and tell him, I know that you see me. I know that you hear me. Let me see you. Let me hear you. Show yourself to me. Show me the way. Carry me. Lead me. The disciples learned that God is really here. That the Father in heaven sees us and hears us more than any human parent. As he taught them with this parable of the man who had a visitor who wanted some bread. 
from his neighbor for his visitor. And the man was asleep and didn't want to wake up. But he finally gets up because the other one keeps on bothering him. If he doesn't get up because of his friendship, he will get up because of his persistence. This is the example that Christ gives you to pray. Pray without stopping. Pray until God answers. Insist with him. Christ prayed in public and in private. He prayed everywhere. So the disciples learned that it is necessary to talk to God and to listen to God, to find God, to look for God, and to find God everywhere. Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. No matter where you are, in what's, no matter in what circumstance, at home or abroad, busy or at rest, on vacation, in school or at work, at the beach or at the mall or in the mountains, the follower of Christ loves God and prays to him just as Christ did while on the earth always and everywhere, as he taught us. Christ showed the disciples that it is is important to pray with your body. How did the disciples know that Christ was in prayer when they asked him to pray? They could see. He prayed in their presence. They could see how he was praying. They could see that that he was praying because he was doing things. Something in his external gestures showed that he was praying. I don't think he made the sign of the cross, as we have learned to do, because of his cross. But he probably sang the, the Psalms by memory, the Psalter, He probably kneeled and prostrated himself, raised his arms and voice in a thousand different expressions in his intimate conversation with his father. So much so, the gestures of Christ in his prayer were such that the disciples were moved by his his prayer, by the way he prayed, to ask him to teach them how to do it. This is is because he prayed with them around. He excused himself for prayer. He was proud to pray. I hope you who follow Christ, I'm sure you also teach others how to pray especially your children, your nieces and nephews, your cousins, your aunts and uncles, your family, your co-workers, your, your friends at school. You should pray, even when they're there. Prayer before meals, the Angelus at midday. I remember once in my early years of seminary, I was at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York with a with another 
to another couple of seminarians from Vietnam. One of them went to the restroom and the other one was there and it was at 12 o'clock, midday, time for the Angelus, which I always prayed. So I invited him. I said, would you like to pray the Angelus? We had never prayed alone before. We'd prayed in chapel with all the other seminarians, but never alone, I don't think. I think he was my roommate. I said, you want to pray the Angelus? We prayed it. After the Angelus, he looked at me and he said, I haven't done that in a long time. He was grateful. Probably he, he learned it from his mother in Vietnam and hadn't prayed it since. He might have said no. That wasn't my concern. I had to invite him. I was going to do it. Whether he said yes or no, I was going to do it. It's nice to invite. See, because if you invite somebody to pray, if the person says yes, you save him and you save yourself. If the person says no, he might be lost. But you're saved because you invited him. And if you don't invite him, he's lost and you're lost. You have to be bold to pray. This is what Christ did. He prayed in their presence. He brought them even to the place to pray. Invite people to pray. Teach people to pray. You must. This is what Christ did. This is the center of Christ's life. Union with the Father and bringing others to union with the Father. This is the center of your life. You who follow Christ. That's what he did. That's what we must do. Talk to God. Listen to God. And, and bring others to the same relationship of love, encounter of love with God. Make a plan of prayer. It's very important for the follower of Christ to pray every day as Christ prayed. You should pray every day, every week, every month, every year. The weekly prayer is already set out for us by the church. Everyone has to keep the Lord's day, set out by the law of God. Remember to keep holy the Lord's day. In other words, remember that Sunday is the day of prayer, the whole day. It's a day to worship God and to help your neighbor for love of God, to give testimony to Christ. But you also should make a plan, a daily plan. Have a daily appointment with God and stick to it. For instance, have prayer at bedtime, prayer to get up, teach the children to pray three Hail Marys on their knees the last thing before they go to bed. And the same thing in the morning, to get on their knees and pray three Hail Marys. At night, to ask forgiveness and God's protection. In the morning, to dedicate your day again to God. Give us this day our daily bread. To ask God to, to provide during this day. Teach them, teach the children to pray every night and every morning by themselves. To own their relationship with God. To need to talk to God at certain times in the day. Excuse yourself to pray. Excuse me 
you can say, I have to get a call. You do. God is calling you. I have to make a call. You have to call God. I have to use the restroom. Imitate Christ in his faithfulness to personal prayer. Even if people are looking, let them look and learn how to pray by your example of sincere piety, by your dedication to God, by your need for God. Let others see you pray and be inspired to pray themselves. Teach them how to pray. I learned how to pray the rosary from my mother who prayed it every day. I saw her and she taught me. And I learned how to pray the rosary on the bus by seeing old ladies pray the rosary on the bus in Italy when I was there as a young man. I learned to read the Bible on the train by seeing young professionals prayerfully read their Bibles on their daily commute when I came to New Jersey more than 30 years ago. I remember seeing professional men with their Bibles. You too can be faithful to your daily conversation with God. How to pray? Praise God. And petition God continuously. This is what the Lord says today in the Gospel. You are to pray with simplicity. Pray persistently, faithfully, and fastidiously. God wants you to bother him. Like the man knocking at the door and he won't stop until his neighbor helps him. Insist with God for the good things that you need. Pray until God answers. Persistence will be enough to make him get up and give his friend all he wants. The Lord says. Sing serenades to the Lord. Sing him songs so he can look down on you with pleasure. Pray with complete confidence for all the good things you need. Pray to the Father. In the name of Jesus Christ and with the boldness of the Holy Spirit, pray to duly worship God. Pray for holiness, for nourishment and forgiveness. Pray the rosary in the family. Do adoration. Go to Mass every day. Make a decision. Your prayer should be every day, simple, easy to do, but substantial. A commitment. Talk to the priest. Ask him how to pray. How you can pray better. Tell him what prayers you do. This is, that's what's called spiritual direction. The priest, a man of prayer, the shepherd, teaches the others how to pray. And leads them in prayer. Pray the Pater Noster. Pray for holiness, nourishment, and forgiveness. Pray the Pater Noster, the Ave Maria, the way of the cross. Pray the Mass, pray the Scriptures, and pray for final perseverance. Pray through the intercession of the angels and the saints. Pray that you may never cease to pray. Pray to Mary and all the saints, the angels and saints, to pray for you too. 
especially when you fail, that they may, pray, they may substitute for your prayer. Pray to them to pray for you. Holy Mary, Mother of God, and all you angels and saints in paradise, pray for me, a sinner, that I may be faithful to God now and at the hour of my death. Amen. Today is the feast of blessed Stanley Rother, an American martyr who died in the 80s on this day, the 28th of July. He went to my seminary, Mount St. Mary's Seminary in Emmitsburg, Maryland, and he was a, a missionary in Guatemala when there was civil war. And he worked there for 20 years, helping the people. He was one of the people. He was there... He took care of their needs, their spiritual and material needs. He had been thrown out of his of seminary because he liked to work with his hands. He wasn't too much for the Latin, for the books. So he went to my seminary when they threw him out of the first one and he became a priest. And he went down to Guatemala. And after 20 years, he came, there was unrest. He came back. Everyone told him, don't go back to Guatemala. You'll be killed. He knew he would be killed. And he says, the shepherd cannot abandon the flock. And he went back and was killed on this day. And I have his relic there. After Mass, you're welcome. I went to his beatification. He's from Oklahoma City. I went in 2017. 23rd of September, he was canonized, uh, beatified. And the bishop there of Oklahoma City, he gave me a first-class relic. I wrote him a letter. And there it is. So you can venerate it after Mass.